The financial needs of a business go beyond tax and attest services. That's why CTBK goes beyond accounting services and offers outsourced solutions through their affiliation with CFO Solutions Plus. These additional services allow clients to focus on their operational and long-term strategic goals. Trust CTBK's outsourced solutions to provide cost-effective, value-added financial services tailored to your company's needs. Call CTBK at 716-630-2400. Again, 716-630-2400. Or go to ctbk.com to learn more about CTBK's outsourced solutions. Joined now by Keith McShay, a longtime friend of Tim Graham, or at least I should say he's a friend of mine. I don't want to speak for Keith, uh, but uh, first time okay. appearing on Tim Graham and Friends brought to you by CTBK, CPAs and Business Consultants. Keith McShay uh, was at the Buffalo News for a quarter century, which makes us sound old. I've known Keith for 22 years, and uh, he is now the Director of Communications at Canisius High School and teaching classes at Madai. This semester, it's crisis communications. I don't even know if we'll talk about any of that, uh, but we're having I'm Keith on today to talk about the loss of our longtime colleague and good friend, Miguel Rodriguez. Keith, thanks for joining me. Uh, it's uh, my honor to join you to talk about uh, Miguel. Um, obviously, you know, we'd like to catch up on other, you know, under different circumstances. But uh, this is one of those days um, where, uh, you know, something like this brings us together. Uh, Miguel, uh, Miggy, to us who uh, knew him best, or, you know, those who knew him on Twitter, that was his handle. Um, just, just a great guy. Um, I tweeted something to the uh, effect of, uh, you know, no one worked harder and it's true. It's, you know, we're, we were in a business for a long time and you're still in it that where, you know, hard work is, a huge part of it and uh he he did that for sure and just full of life no one laughed harder uh no one had a bigger smile and there's a great picture that uh, uh harry harry skull uh, a news photographer has shared a, a number of photos of uh, miguel rodriguez which are really great one of them my favorite picture of miguel of ever of all time to um, is uh, him on press row with uh, another former uh, news staffer uh, intern, Markel Slaughter, and the big smile, the big laugh. And, uh, you know, he worked hard. He did right by the people he covered. He, uh, he you know, played hard as, you know, and as part of our family. That's kind of what we did at the news sports department for a long time. We leaned on each other and we got the best out of each other. And he was very much a part of that team. And he's just so going to be dearly missed. It's, it's just a rough day for, for so many of us who uh, worked with him or, or those in the high school community that, uh, that uh, were, you know, that worked with him in a different way. That Harry Skull photo that you're talking about where he's sitting with Markel Slaughter, you can hear him laughing uh, when yeah. you look at that picture, which is what makes it so great. Um, and I just want to make it known that I think Miguel would be more partial to my attire for this podcast than yours. <laughs> yeah. Just for the record, uh, you uh, you were finishing up a class at Madai before doing this uh, Zoom. Uh, I did not put the tie on, yeah. um, but uh, yeah. I don't. I'm sure Miguel's worn a tie. 
Yeah, it, uh, I've seen it. I've seen it happen, but it, you know, he wasn't a fan. Uh, you know, this is my my day job at Canisius. You know, the the, the students have to roll like this, so I have to roll like this. And yes, oh, I'm that's a, true. Yeah, it's not a Madai thing. That's right. It's yeah. coming from the the real job. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, Miguel was such. A... All right, let let's stay on Miguel. I don't want to. I don't want to make it to be a, a bigger thing than it is, uh, in regard of uh, the Buffalo News, but. Uh, I guess just at least in passing so that way people know what's going through my mind right now. You mentioned that core of, of people that was at the Buffalo news and how close we were. And I would like to think that at some point it could be that way again, but we've all gone our separate ways. Uh, many of us uh, and a lot of, in fact, we used to call it the fun bunch. Uh, is, is he the last one that was employed at the Buffalo News of the Fun Bunch, which was entirely a large group of Buffalo News sports employees? Was he the last uh, one? That's true. He's the last one in the sports department. Uh, it's Margaret Kenny still. Oh uh, yes, right, right. At the Buffalo News founding member. So I have right. to, you know, uh, but he. It, it just goes back to like I said, you know, working hard and 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 you know and going out and taking advantage of Buffalo's 4am and, you know, laughing together and seeing that look, that laugh that we, you can hear looking at Harry's photo, um, you know, and just the thing with, uh, with Miggy, just like you mentioned the, the news kind of sports family that we had going, that was carried down almost, you know, for generations, just how to approach the job, how to do the job. And one thing with Miggy that, you know, it's not like Miggy needed to be told this, but in high school sports, you want to do right by the people you're covering, but in a certain framework, you're not going to, you know, skewer the center fielder that drops the ball at the end of the game. There's a context and there's a way to cover it the right way. You can cover it seriously and still cover it the right way. And, and he did that. He had like a sense of, righteousness that he would kind of get that deep voice going it might come up in a sports argument or just an observation about a certain team in a poll you know uh, you know you get he would he would get going and it's just he he had a passion for what he did um and that's come across you know the reaction to his passing today from the high school sports community has been um you know quite uh, it's, it's been resounding through, uh, Twitter and, um, he just, he, he did right by the story. It, it's funny. I don't know about funny. I don't know what the right word is. I work at Canisius high school. Now, Miguel Rodriguez is class of 92 Canisius high school. He didn't tell too many people he went to Canisius because as I, you're covering high school sports in Western New York, you know, you're, if you, or found, you know, people would say, you're doing this, you're doing that. But you could tell if you, you know, do a Google search, you know, Miguel Rodriguez, Kenesha St. Joe's, you can't tell, you know, at all. He did right by the job. That's part of being a journalist. Even in sports, you have to take that stuff seriously. He took that seriously. Um, and just, uh, you know, just a, a great guy. Uh, a great journalist, great, great part of the community. Great journalist in the pure sense. But, and you, you touched on a few things there, but it takes a certain extra gear to be a high school's reporter. 
And I think that there are a lot of people who get in the business. They want to cover the NFL. They want to cover Major League Baseball. Uh, and they view high schools as a necessary stepping stone. I've covered high schools at every publication I've been at, with the exception of the Buffalo News. And I was at many stops before. I always started out at high school and, uh, and went up. But there's also a, 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 an, eth, an ethos. I, guess. I don't know if that's even the right word. There, there's, a, there's something about being a high school writer that some people latch onto that like you did. And you just want to uh, do the best job you can for those people that you cover and for your, your, your teammates and things. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling a little bit here, but what, but what, is, what is it? It's almost like you check, you really check your ego. The idea that he wanted to be a high school writer and he wanted to thrive as a high school writer, I think says something about the guy. Yeah. And I mean, I, I thought when I got my job at the Buffalo news and I was covering high schools, like, all right, let's, let's do this thing. And it was an interesting time for me. The, the internet was coming. Oh, newspapers are going to die. But the people that go to these high school gyms, you know, if you add all add up all the people that end up in a high school gym on a on a particular night in Western New York, it's a lot of people. People care about these games. They care about their children or their neighbors or things like that. Um, and Miguel had that same approach to, you know, like do right by the community and not, you know, he, he filled in on, he did everything at the Buffalo news. Like he, uh, when, when I moved off the beat, he took on the high school beat and, and I was, you know, very proud that, to, to, to see him, you know, take on, uh, all the things that come with it, which are a lot. And, uh, but to the, up till that point, you know, if you needed something done Buffalo news or even his, his previous stops, he, he could, you know, he could do your bills. He could do sabers. He did NCAA tournament stuff. He, uh, he was just a worker and that goes back to the hard work and being a, you know, he knew the sports, you plug him in anywhere and he would, he would crank out something, something great for you. And you mentioned you're touching on it there, the versatility, not just as a writer, but as an editor, uh, probably one of the most versatile journalists I've ever worked with in that regard. Uh, a very small list, a very short list, I should say, uh, of people on it. And Miguel is, is there, uh, that he, he could report, he could edit, and was great at whatever he did. And this is not hyperbole because we just lost the guy. Uh, he was an integral, integral part of that sports department in every facet. Uh, because of uh, because of his reliability, a lot of people don't know. I like to tell this story, and I mention it. So you've seen the pictures. You know, Harry Skull is tweeting the pictures. Miguel was a large man. He played goalie at Niagara University, which is one of my favorite things to mention in conversation. People say, "Come on, I'm like no, he really yeah. did." Um, he uh, he struggled with his weight uh, here and there, and oh, you have it out there. I got the yearbook at Canisius before I came to Medai, and he's right in the front row. And his oh, there he guy. is. He is so. the goalie on the left, if you're looking at this on YouTube. And yeah. uh, that's a handsome fella. Yeah, so it's – and it's – it's. Um, I just grabbed that on my way out. Like I said, you know, that's where I work. So 
Um, I got the yearbook from that year. Uh, Jim Wotanik, another uh, former colleague of ours who's, who is still at the news, um, you know, uh, he's working on the obit. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I just looked for the yearbook. There's a, and then in the yearbook, uh, they've got an index, you know, for whichever page you're on. And there's the, you know, traditional page where you have the, the photo. Uh, he was on the football team. Uh, but he wasn't there for picture day. So he's mentioned there. And there's another photo, like one of those filler things, activities around school. He's sitting at a table reading a newspaper. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. And there he, he loved is. the job. Yeah. Not sure everybody did. loves the job. There's some people who do it because they happen to get into it and they don't know what else to do. He loved the job. And that's why he was so good at every little facet of it. I think he probably, and I don't know this because I'd have to go back to his origin story. I'm sure he went out of his way to learn all these little things. You know him from the beginning of his time at the Buffalo News. Um, yeah, he, he loved the job and whatever was asked, like you mentioned, the, to work on the desk is no, you know, that is. I hate whether, it. I hate it. It is had, plutonium to me. Yeah, whether we had 10 people working there, which we did at some times on some Saturday nights in our, you know, era 20 years ago in, the, in, the, in that within that time frame, or whether it is like, you know, in the last few months where there's literally two people uh, on the desk, he, like you said, super reliable, could fill, you know, five tool player, you could fit him in on any spot on your schedule as a sports editor. Um, which I was proud to do with him, you know, various times, but he, uh, and he, you know, he loved the job and then whatever was asked, whatever the sport, whatever the situation, what desk job, reporting job, um, you know, he took it on and tried to do right by it. And, you know, and that's like I mentioned before, the, the, the approach to high schools, like I said, he didn't have to learn it from me, but it's something that, was carried down even as back as far as Jim Kelly, the famed hockey writer at the news, Mark Gaughan, who's still there, um, to Bob DeCesare, Mike Harrington, Alan Wilson. There was a seriousness and a, um, you know, uh, that was that with which high school sports were treated. And again, it's, you know, some people, some interns roll in there and you have to like set them straight. Um, you know, Miggy did not, you know, he, he, he took it on and embraced it and, uh, you know, did the best he could with it, and which was often really, really spectacular. He is known for one of the more pointed questions in uh, Buffalo sports history, although you have to, it's a pretty obscure player. So, I, I mean, it doesn't maybe necessarily rise to the platform of Jerry Sullivan challenging Bruce Smith or maybe Sully in his more recent uh, exchange with uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. But when Miguel Rodriguez was with the Niagara Gazette, he was covering a Bills game after which kicker Jake Arians had a, another bad game. Bruce Arians, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach, it's his son. He kicked for the Bills for a little bit. Did not have a great go of it. And after a particularly brutal performance, uh, Miguel asked him uh, after the game, if you were the general manager, what would you do? And uh, something along those lines, I'm paraphrasing. And Jake Arian said, I'd cut me. <laughs> and it was uh, one of those questions that I think, especially now, well, maybe even then, I mean, people would hear that and say, how disrespectful, you know, that's kind of a, a, where we've got, we've gotten now. We're supposed to be very kind and, and genteel with uh, the people we interview, but it turned out to be one of the great exchanges 
And it was the lead quote in pretty much every story the next day, whether it be the Associated Press or the Buffalo News and his his person, his publication, the Niagara Gazette was this guy, even this guy would cut him and <laughs> cut himself. And sure enough, a couple of days later, he was cut. Yeah. Uh, do you have a, I saw a that recently that was uh, that recently, I think, unearthed. I don't know if you tweeted it or somebody last I, year. I, I did a story on Jake Arians heading into the Super Bowl, just kind of a and a about being Bruce Arians son and his time as a Bills uh, as a Bills player. And I asked him about it. I asked him if he remembered it. I, I don't remember, really remember the exchange myself. But yeah, I looked it up and it was it wasn't I didn't have to go digging for it. It is out there. It is a it was the I think like the third or fourth paragraph of the AP game story the next day. Wow. Yeah. He, th um, th well, I think it unearthed in the last couple of weeks off of Sully's, oh. you know, uh, tap dance with uh, the Buffalo Bills of late. So oh, I see. Oh, okay. somebody okay. put it out there. I, I think I saw it on social media, but and I'm like, there's Maggie, you know, do, doing his thing. And that's the thing, like you plug him in. Oh, so you're saying you like want. somebody is saying, hey, here's a guy who has the stones to actually answer the question as opposed yeah. to blaming yeah. it on execution. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Like a good exchange, like a good, honest question in a high, you know, stakes uh, situation. And that, you know, it's not out of bounds and it got a real human answer. And, and that's Miggy. And at the same time, like I said, covering high schools, he knew to adapt, you know, you, you know, nobody's going to get released off a high school team, but you're not going to ask the high school kicker something even close to of that nature. And uh, but he, you know, he he obviously knew that most of us would. But there's some that you'd be surprised with uh, how they approach things. And uh, Miguel was terrific. I mean, for a particular moment, I just, you know, I, I can't nail one, but just Harry has another picture or it might be the, 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 the news put it out there. I think it's Harry's or maybe Jim McCoy, but him is sitting in the trunk, you know, working on the laptop and that's the job. You know, I wrote quite a few stories from within the confines of my vehicle in various. Wait, for states. those who haven't seen the, uh, the the picture, he is sitting on the bumper of his SUV with a table, a high table, which he's bought specifically for this. And you get it from the picture that this is not the first time he's doing this, that this is probably a routine, which makes the picture great because it tells a story. You can just see it. And he's alone in a deserted parking lot on his laptop. And it's dark out and he's writing his story that he's, he needs to file for the Buffalo news. Yeah, that's, that's the job, but that's Miggy, like just getting it done. And, um, you know, the, the, the tray table, I wish I thought of that one. Cause I didn't, cause I, right. I would, I, I would contort myself in my car and I always had an extension cord that could go, you know, probably three houses lengthwise, you know, to, to make sure I could find a power source, but that's the job. And, and again, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. And then just have it, you know, you could hear him laughing and telling the story about, you know, making the deadline or scrambling to do this and, and getting the right quote in and, and telling the right story to, so we could do that from the, from the parking lot. Yeah. That's all a part of the grind that should be mentioned uh, that it's not just um, it's not just the audience that you're writing for, or the fact that it's amateur sports versus professional. When you show up to one of these events as a sports reporter, even if you've made every arrangement that you can think of, you're no, you're not guaranteed to have Wi-Fi or electricity or which was even tougher to come by a phone line 
which was up until 10, 15 years ago, was mandatory. Uh, and you would have to find a Tim Hortons or a hotel front desk or some some place that had a a landline that you could plug into your laptop to file your story um, because the press box at you know, Bushwood High School uh, didn't have any of it. Yeah, and or the press box, by the way, they don't have room for you in the press box. Right. Uh, the press box that says press right on it, but there are coaches in there and the timekeeper. I'm talking about football mostly. And yeah. uh, I'm sorry, uh, you're, I know that it's the press box, but you have to sit out in the stands. Yeah, right. Or it's a press box and you get to sit in there and the game is over and you're writing your story and they are kicking you out of that press box because <laughs> the, the janitor or whoever's working there that night is turning the lights off and going home and you gotta go no questions asked and uh and that's just part of it but you know and that's where i can hear like miggy's you know that righteous you know deep righteous like they can't you know it's a press box i need you know huh? we need to be in that space and you know things of that nature but it just the the sense of right and wrong and doing 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 the job well and you know not for personal glory or to get the next beat but to do right by the people you cover which is the way the way it's supposed to be done i think yeah we're gonna miss him for sure i'm gonna miss uh running into him uh, at whatever event i was at there was a chance that i'd see him uh he'd uh, he was the king of sliding in at elmo's right before the kitchen closed <laughs> on his way home because he lived right around the corner and i would get a couple of times a month i'd get a surprise uh miguel uh, interaction that was always made my night this is something that should be mentioned and i don't want to tell too much of of about miguel's personal life um without his family's permission but he took care of a special needs sister for his whole life and people don't know that unless you know miguel very well people don't know that he didn't advertise his what he put up with or all the things that he did the sacrifices that he had to make uh for his parents or whomever and I, keith you know something about that and i i don't know how much you want to say but you know more about it than i do but this was a good man this yeah. was uh you know he uh, he was a good man uh, absolutely and and you mentioned you know people from the outside would look and you know come up with their own judgments but this this was a good man with a great heart and a great soul and he did uh take care uh, of his sister and that would come up you know in journalism in general or you know whatever the beat is you kind of dive in and you're that's all you're seeing sometimes and you're you know kind of like tunnel vision um and then you, you there'd be a talk with hey me can you make this game or can you make that game and he would you know explain that he had to go pick up his sister or help his family with this or that and it was like and that that was that was miggy he was you know like he's just a great guy and uh um you know you like i said you you get kind of insulated and maybe dive in too deep and you're in the work zone um but he always you know had that as a priority where it should be and and you know helping his family to to you know to to do what had to be done 
and I'm and I still suspect he worked a side job. <laughs> when I, I'll, I'll tell. I guess I could tell the story. There's no harm in it because I might be wrong. Were you there the night at Mother's? Do you know the story I'm about to tell? The, uh, there was a gathering at Mother's, <laughs> and we're standing in front of the uh, the window right there at Mother's, and Miguel's going to join us because this is and this is kind of again some of us are degenerates i'll raise my hand i'll come out of i'll i'll, I'll come out of the shadows i'm a, okay so i i just like to stay out late but even the non-degenerates when the you're done with the paper back in the day at 11:30 or 12 thank god the buffalo bars stay open late cuz you can go out after after work after working a regular shift get something to eat have a couple of beers you know and relax um so it was one of those nights and we're standing there and we're, we, you know, as we do, when you gather, you're like, Hey, who's coming? Well, I told so-and-so and so-and-so says he's coming. So-and-so, you know, she says she can't make it. And we're at mother's and I happen to be looking out the window, the big picture window. And here comes Miguel in a cab driving it. I have not heard this story. One of those vans, like a cab, you know, like one, a cab, a big van. And I look and I point and I say, Miguel's driving that cab. And people look, Margaret Kenny, Lisa Wilson were there and they look and they're like, what? And by this time it's driven away. And I said, I swear Miguel was driving that cab. They're like, ah, come on. Well, four minutes later, Miguel comes walking in from around the corner. I was like, you were, what were you doing driving a cab? And he's like, swears up and down. I wasn't driving that cab. Now I know I didn't make it up. So that was a running joke that Miguel and I had for the longest time about his days as a cab driver. <laughs> and nobody else saw it. So either I was hallucinating or Miguel was keeping a, a secret. Uh, but that would not surprise me because it's in his nature. The guy worked. Yeah. He always worked it, and he took care of other people. He wasn't just taking care of himself. So I would not put it past the guy to have worked, uh, uh, you know, five jobs at any time. I, I, would, I agree with that. I, I would be surprised if he actually drove a cab, but this is, this is interesting. We will never know for sure now. Yeah. One of the sure. great mysteries I will not be able to solve. <laughs> but I know I saw it. Uh, what else uh, would you like to say about Miguel before, I, before uh, we go here, Keith? And again, thanks for joining me. Hey, uh, you know, my, my honor to talk, uh, to discuss our uh, dearly departed friend and, it just, you know, he just came and did the job and he was hilarious and, uh, you know, just cut through the BS sometimes to just uh, with a zinger or one liner, whether it was press row or, um, you know, up at the bar at, at uh, one of many different places. But uh, he he just worked hard and he was part of our family that that's a, it, as you you know, as we've moved on from being that core group for 20 years or so, um, you realize that that does not happen uh, often in life uh, to many people. Um, and we had something special and he was, uh, you know, and I've heard from various members of that family today upon Miggy's passing. Um, and we had, a, we had a special group and he was a special part of it and uh you know it's like like we said we we love them and and we're gonna miss them we'll leave it at that 
Uh, and the other thing too, is that I know as soon as I stop recording this, I'm going to think of three or four more things I want to say about Miguel. Um, but uh, I, I think I just wanted to make my, my podcast uh, about him because he deserves it. And I think high school writers in general don't get uh, the, the credit that they deserve. And it's a shame that uh, he's uh, not around to listen to us uh, talk about how wonderful he was. And he knew, uh, yeah. especially, and he had a very tight relationship with the photographers, which high school reporters do, I think more than yeah. anybody else, the high, high people who cover high school sports and photographers, they're, they're close. They're out at these, um, you know, Spartan facilities together. They lean on each other. They need each other. Uh, and uh, so I, I know that he's, uh, he knew he knows what we think of him, but uh, it's a sh it's a shame, though, that the credit isn't lavished on a little more thickly uh, when he's uh, uh, when we could say it right to him. Um, Keith, thanks again for this. And um, thanks for having me, Tim. We'll uh, we'll maybe be seeing each other here in the next few days uh, to, to celebrate a man's life. You got it. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Keith. CTBK is more than just a full-service accounting firm. They are one team with an innovative approach to accounting and rise to each new challenge with collaborative problem-solving skills. CTBK goes above and beyond by lending helping hands in the Buffalo and Niagara community through volunteer work and donations and has partnered up with Victory Sports for 2020 and 2021 to keep kids in the community active. The professionals at CTBK are determined to help individuals and businesses succeed. Whether a large corporation, a small business, or somewhere in between, call CTBK at 716-630-2400. Again, 716-630-2400, and see what CTBK's one-team approach can do for you.